Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Mies, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Okay, so here we are. We're live. We are recording, and um, for everybody who's coming to watch, thank you for being here. Um, I was just telling Callie before we got on that things are kind of crazy and nuts. Like uh, Kyle and I just got back from a trip, and it already feels like we were gone for three days, and I'm behind by four weeks, and I'm just like, there's so many things to do, and there's no time, but everything's fine, so... Callie and I are here to hang out today, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear about the year that Callie has had. Is your when's your anniversary of my business in yeah. this month? August. Right? August. I think I yeah I got my business license in July and then like officially opened in August. So cool. That is my anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. Um, I think mine is the day I got my. LLC approved. I like that. (laughs) Whatever you want. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Well, before we jump into all of that, um, let's go ahead and introduce everybody here. Um, So welcome. um, Welcome to the Therapy Entrepreneurs uh, series that I'm doing. This, This live stream and podcast and YouTube video series has had many names over the past couple of years, but essentially um, I have been bringing on people who uh, have their own cash practice businesses, um, you know, whatever aspect of therapy that you're practicing in. Um, And this season we are bringing on people that I have worked with personally um, and I've seen grow from the start. And so I am really excited uh, to share with you guys tonight, Miss Kelly, um, who is an amazing person, um, an OT in Ohio, and just hear about the year, the one year, one year that you've been in business, not even like officially yet, um, and all the things that have happened. So thank you so much for being here and for your patience with this. (laughs) I Thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here, <laughs> even with all of this. <laughs> all the stuff going on. Oh I got God. a lot of this going on too. So. <laughs> um, don't we all? I I was gonna post something, and I don't know if you can help me with this. I feel like overall your boundaries are better than mine. <laughs> But um, I was going to post something today and in the group and just be like, okay, everyone here who owns a business and has a clean house, please, please tell me how. I'm hiring that out as soon as I can. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just everywhere I look, it's something else to 
work on. It's my next investment into myself. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. What a segue, Allie. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, you guys. Before we get into that segue, tonight we are going to be talking about, surprise, drum roll, um, investing in yourself, whatever that might look like, whether you know it's investing your money or your time whatever it is, uh, or your energy, uh, with Miss Callie, the amazing Um, but before we get into that, Callie, if you don't mind sharing with everybody a little bit more about you and your background and kind of like what led you to be here, um, that'd be a great place to start. So, so my name's Callie. Um, I am from Ohio, but I've lived other places. Um, we've been back for almost a year and a half. Um, and I also went to school in Ohio for undergrad and grad school. Um, my first job was in South Carolina doing home health in early intervention, which I really liked. I liked being in the home, um, but I didn't like the fact that I didn't have a mentor. Um, it wasn't like a great, I don't think first job right out of school, but I definitely learned a lot. Um, and then I went to Virginia and worked for a private practice. Um, which was owned by a therapist and her husband. So that was really cool to see like how they ran things. And I really enjoyed um, the organization in itself. I enjoyed the people I worked with. I enjoyed the mentorship I got and just really learned a lot. And that kind of like got my brain rolling as far as like, Ooh, maybe one day I could like own my own practice someday. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's where like that seed got planted. And then we moved and I had a daughter in the middle of all of that um, and just wanted to take my time. Um, I knew that I didn't want to work in a really busy outpatient clinic where you have really high caseload. Um, I don't think that was very sustainable for me in my life. Um, although I did love where I worked, I don't think it was like... I would have burnt out really quickly, I think, if I stayed for years and years and years. So um, I really started to think about like what was valuable to me, what I really wanted out of a job, and was starting to be picky about it. Um, and it took me a few months to kind of settle on a little part-time job that was close, um, but it wasn't what I wanted. And I also found that like in my community, there wasn't really a whole lot of pediatric OTs doing home health. Um, and so that's when I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And now's a perfect time. <laughs> it's working very, very PRN. And um, I had a very supportive husband, which was definitely key in this whole process. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> without him, this would not exist. So, yeah, it was just nice to have that support system behind me and um, help me to just, like, take that leap of faith. So that's where I am. Yeah. And here we are almost a year later. And oh my gosh, if you could, usually I save this question till the end, but you know, since we're talking about your story, um, if you could like look back and talk to Callie, like even a year ago, um, what, like, what would you tell her? Like whether, whether it's advice or just kind of like, Younger Callie, like, look how cool we are. <laughs> like, well, Definitely well, that. Um, <laughs> yes. You're way cooler than what you think now. Um, <laughs> no, I would say start sooner. Stop, like, procrastinating. Just go for it. Like, 
I said, take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, there was another thing that just left my mind because I was laughing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just say start sooner and um, just start in, investing in yourself right away. Yeah. Um, you can't, I don't think, I had the, the impression that I could read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, join all the groups and know what I'm doing and be successful. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself that, like, you can't do it on your own. Yeah. And I guess, like, you know, because I know, like, our our relationship together started at some point last year, like, early summer. Like, I remember, like, talking a little bit, you know, and, um, like, you were getting started. And then we, like, touched base again later on. Like, what do you think was the point for you? And we probably talked about it, but... I can't remember. (laughs) Um, What do you think was like the point for you where you were like, I really need help? When I went almost two months of doing it on my own and had no patience. When I knew there was a need out there. Like I knew there was a need. I knew I like was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I never had any doubt that like it would fail. But I was like, can work. It will work. Yeah. Um, I just got to find the way. (laughs) Yeah. Enter Morgan. Hi. <laughs> yes. And now here we are. And um, maybe just like for, oh my God, I almost knocked my water bottle over. Um, for anybody who, who doesn't know you, can you tell, tell us a little bit more about like what specifically your practice does and kind of like how you work with people? Um, and we can dive a little bit more into the investing piece. Yeah. So I go to kids' homes and my big thing was like, I want to be in their environment. I want what we're working on to be very functional, very practical for them. Um, so like I said, we go in the homes or I see them out in the community, um, which can also be another really fun skill to work on. Mm-hmm. And I really emphasize home carryover, home programming, really educate the family right away. It's a very like, family centered approach. Um, and I like to see them for a three to four months and then kind of reevaluate where we're at. Look at our goals again. Um, Cause I, in the clinic, I, we only do that once a year. And I feel like there was times where I was like, all right, this is like getting repetitive. We're not really meeting this goal. Why aren't we meeting this goal? So really just like talking to parents throughout the whole thing, the whole process, mm-hmm. um, reevaluating and then seeing if we need to do another plan of care and see if we need to change things up. Um, and yeah, just kind of go from there. I also, do little like 10 week programs, whether it be for handwriting, um, yeah. or for life skills stuff. So I have one kid in my 10 week handwriting program. And then I also am running in a summer camp. So lots of things. Yeah. Lots of different ways that you can work with people. And maybe, maybe yeah. that's something we can kind of dive into a little bit as well. Um, and do a little bit of brainstorming for <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, while we're here and just kind of kill two birds with one stone. But um, I know that we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but just giving like a little bit of context, because at least like the people that I've worked with, you know, and like you and I've talked about it, I don't work with a lot of therapists that do PEDS, you know, or like PEDS mobile therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, So for anybody who is listening, um, you know, like Callie, I think you're one of like three or four therapists that I've worked with, so you know who 
like does work with that uh that population so you know definitely like your whole experience with everything i think is just like really helpful to put out there um okay so backing up a second enter morgan into kelly's life <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> so I guess maybe so like so your story you you open your business everything is going to be great because you are a smart cookie you know what you're doing you read all the things you listened to all the stuff <laughs> you know but two months in you hadn't had any patients yet and so like you you went looking for some kind of help and I guess like what I, I'm curious I don't know if we've talked about this before, but what led you to like look into working with a coach versus doing like a course, you know, or like the type of help? Um, yeah. So I was in all those Facebook groups and mm -hmm. I had like asked some question and someone was like, you should look at Morgan. She's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I had looked at another, like one other coach type mm -hmm. thing. And I was like, it seems like, cookie cutter a little bit um yeah. and wasn't like super personable and so mm -hmm. I joined your group and then just started like looking through things reading through things um and then once we started talking I felt like we jived we got along really well it's a good fit and yeah. um I just felt like I needed that like one that personal touch and two like just a, not a blueprint but like someone to tell me what exactly I need to do Cause I was like having all this free time, like what can I do for my business? And I was just like sitting there like not, it's obviously not working. Um, something needs to change. And it was a long thought out um, ordeal with my husband and I, and just like, what do we do? Do we invest in this or do we not? And in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I just felt like if I don't give it my all, I would completely yeah. regret it. Mm -hmm. um, and if it failed because I just didn't try harder or try my best, like I couldn't live with that. So yeah. I felt like getting coaching from you, if it felt right, if it felt like a good fit and I felt like I would be successful with it and it'd be a good investment, um, then why wouldn't I go for it? So yeah. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I'm sold. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, like, no, like, like seriously getting into it. Like it can be what's so backing like way up. Like I was going to say, like, it can be a scary thing, you know, to, to invest in coaching, you know, or, and maybe it's a coaching program or, you know, maybe it is a like course that takes you through things, but even like online courses can, can be a good chunk of change. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so interesting to me, like how hesitant we can be. And I'm not saying this was you, it's been me in the past, like where it's just like, Oh, wow, that is, uh, is that a comma? <laughs> like, wow. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like it's, we get so hesitant and we're like, will this be worth it? You know, not really sure. And of course, like there's no, there's no exactly telling like you, yeah. you go based on like what the vibe is. And I just, I think that's such an important point to bring up. It's really something that I've started looking for like a, 
a vibe check with anybody that I work with, like whether, you know, it's, it's business coaching clients like you, like the therapists that are here, um, or marketing clients or even patients too, you know, so for everybody here who is doing therapy only, um, vibe check is so important. You know, you want to make sure that that's there, but like you go on the vibe check, you go on what other people have said, Mm -hmm. um, you go on your gut and, you know, all the reading and learning and everything that you've done. And it, it feels like a jump, you know, a leap of faith to invest in, in yourself in this way. And also like invest in the other person you're working with. And I think it's so interesting because like the pricing of different coaching programs is so drastically different than how much it costs to get our degrees, which is also <laughs> a leap of faith. <laughs> Very true. So, um, but, you know, I, th- I feel like you shared a lot about, you know, just kind of like going back and forth uh, with yourself and with your husband about, you know, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And like ultimately came to the point of, you know, like I have to give it, my all like I have to try because things are just like not they're not moving quick enough you know so you wanted to be able to speed speed up time essentially um to get to to where you want to go and I guess like I'm curious too like the first coaching program that I invested in besides my degree (laughs) was like the first big investment that I had ever made for myself and is was this your first like thing or had you like how comfortable are you with investing before versus now (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was super comfortable like I'm definitely one that's like when I go shopping have like panic attacks (laughs) like (laughs) I don't need to buy this no I should buy it no I really don't need to buy it (laughs) and so I do go back and forth in my head a lot about like any purchase um Mm -hmm. and even if it's like a selfish selfish purchase I and more hesitant. Um, like we purchased a Peloton and I was like freaking out. Um, but it is a good investment because yeah. it brings me happiness. And yeah. Um, but I didn't invest in any other coaching program prior to this. The only thing I really spent money on my business that was relatively big was someone to do my website, which I still mm-hmm. feel like I would do over again to that entire yeah. like I love my website. I think it looks great. Um, Very pretty. I could not have done that on my own. Uh, And Mm -hmm. I've gotten so many compliments that like people have invested in me because they like the vibe of my website and they feel like we would have gotten along. And I was like, oh, so like that is like portrayed really well on my website of like who I am and what I do. And I don't, that's not a skill that like I am good at. And I know that. Um, And so why would I build a website when I'm not good at it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, that is a good point and same thing with like business stuff like we didn't learn any of this in school I'm not really mm-hmm. like I mean I can make my way with tech stuff but like I've learned so much from you that just made my life way easier that mm-hmm. I would have never known in like 20 years of how to do this <laughs> Um, what are like, I'm curious, like, what are like a couple of examples? I feel like I could come up with some, but like, what are the first like couple that come to mind, like tech stuff wise? I think like the automation stuff, um, automating the Facebook ad and doing active campaign, um, and doing like a CRM, like keeping track of 
who I've talked to, where people are at in the process. And like that has just made my life so much easier. Um, especially with how busy I have gotten, like just keeping track of things and like being able to like send myself reminders through my CRM that like all oh, this like reeve I was gonna be due soon. And it's just like I am a very forgetful person, so very <laughs> It really is. And I feel like you're one of the only people I I've told you this before for sure, but like God bless the CRM and you're one of like the only people I know who like really appreciates it as much as I do. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, like I can help out like future Morgan, future Callie so much because I can like put like everything that I need yeah. in two weeks in here right now. I don't have to worry about it. It is amazing. And like you said, you can automate everything too. Yeah. Um, so yeah hundred percent like there's just there's so much tech out there that we can use to help ourselves and I think like that's also just like one tiny point that I want to make as a software nerd love a good software you know like there are lots of ways to do things and lots of different programs out there and maybe something that I wish I would have done a little differently maybe I don't know but I also wouldn't know what I know now if I hadn't made these yeah. mistakes. I my suggestion to anybody like starting out is use software, get digital as soon as you can, but try to do it as simple and as cheap as possible, free if possible at the beginning and figure out what you feel like you really need in order to be the most like organized and streamlined and then you can invest in like bigger and better software as you go, um, you know, rather than like buying into a lot of like really heavy duty software at the beginning, um, you know, especially if you're still kind of like learning your way around the different yeah. options and everything. No, for sure. I would agree. So, um, yeah, well, cool. So coaching, definitely a big investment. Um, and like, of course, like pricing can range and, there's just a lot of different options out there. And I think like overall, like my my best advice for somebody investing in any kind of coaching program would be, you know, talk to the person. The vibe check thing is really important. Um, and, you know, like understand if you want somebody who's like very involved, <laughs> like, like myself, or, you know, if you're okay with a little bit like, less touches, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, that's the big one. And also looking for somebody who's done it before, of course, is often like really um, popular advice, but that's definitely really helpful. Um, do you have any other like specific advice on like investing in a coaching program or a course specifically? Yeah, I definitely agree with the vibe check. Like I feel like if you're going to be with a coach that you're going to be speaking with a lot. It's going to be a long-term thing um, just to make sure that relationship can, like you guys get along. Um, yeah. You're able to communicate openly with that person. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that would be a big one. And just, I don't know if like I ever like really dug into like a ton of reviews, maybe like watched like one or two. And I feel like that yeah. had an impact, but mm -hmm. I also just felt like, we talked for a, a good length of time and like built this like relationship prior to even like investing 
And I feel yeah. like I carry that too with my patients where like I invest in that relationship before I'm even like, hey, you want me to be your OT? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I like have one kid where I had, re they reached out to me from maybe like five months prior to us actually starting to Yeah. And so it's just the building that relationship and um, I don't know, taking the time to feel like if it would work or not, but you know, just making sure the program is a good fit for you by asking all the questions and um, feeling it out as much as you can before really investing. But I do feel like once you find the right fit to just go for it, not hesitate. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's really good advice. Um, in in like a couple of ways, I mean, like if you're able to make decisions and go for it, being decisive, I think is also um, like, I don't want to say better, but being decisive is a really important skill as an entrepreneur, more so than being right. Like yeah. you're either like, whatever you decide, it's either going to work out or you're going to learn something, um, you know, but if you stay like in between, you're just, you're not going to go anywhere. So, um, I really like that you brought that up. And then like the, um, other thing I was just going to throw out there because this is something that I do, you know, if like the money piece is the thing that's holding you back, don't be afraid to ask whoever you want to work with. If they offer different, like payment plans, that kind of a thing, you know, like some people will, some people won't and that's okay, but it's, it's always worth asking. Um, and like, I think that that's, it's like an important thing. Like I do that with PT patients too, you know, um, just to be able to help people. Uh, but another good segue by Callie into investing your time and energy, yeah. not just money, um, you know, and like moving on from investing in coaching programs for your business investing in people that might potentially work with you. Um, and that is something that I think, and I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective and, and how it might have changed over the past year. But I think like since I started my business, I've had to learn how to do that. Because when you're first getting started, at least for me, I want so badly for people to just be like, book me <laughs> and just like get started. But like in reality, especially meeting people online, yeah. um, like, that's kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> um, you really need to like develop um, good rapport and a sense of trust with a person before you can expect to have them, you know, like invest in your therapy, your services. Um, you know, even if you meet them in person too, of course, like a lot of us do. Um, I've seen it twice now working at different gyms where I have had to work out there for six months before people in the gym felt comfortable enough to come up to me and ask for help. And, you know, like I wasn't doing it with the intention necessarily of gaining patience, but yeah. because I was just there and talking to people, um, I was able to build a regular like friend relationship with them or at least like acquaintance, <laughs> uh, classmate relationship, um, you know, before they, they felt comfortable enough to, to see me, um, yeah. you know, and we have to remember as well that like, this is a different way of doing healthcare than a lot of people are used to as well. And so there is kind of some like, uh, a learning curve with that. 
Um, but now kind of like fast forward to now, um, you know, and of course, like Callie and I have gotten busier. So that makes it a little bit easy, easier to not like worry so much about somebody like booking with you right now. But whenever somebody tells me no, or, you know, like, quote unquote, like leaves me on red, whether literally or figuratively <laughs> um, in person. Um, I, I just like, I talk to myself and instead of getting like mad or upset, I give myself like two seconds to be bummed. And then I continue to treat that person how I would want to be treated. And like, almost like go above and beyond being really kind to this person. Because like, they needed help. And for some reason, they're not pursuing it. And so just continuing to like, create an environment that's like, supportive, I guess, and welcoming, it makes me feel good for one, you know, but also just like, it helps them as a person, whether they work with you or not. Yeah. So that was a long story. Um, Kelly, go. <laughs> no, I really like that, though. And I feel like that's the whole reason Like, maybe we even like, I can speak for myself, but like became a therapist is to build relationships with people and to help and yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's another reason why I built my practice is I felt like yeah. there's a way to do this better and there's a mm -hmm. way to get outcomes quicker for kids um, than just going to a busy clinic where the therapist is seeing 10 other kids a day. And so I just felt like if I could build a relationship with people, which I feel like that is a skill that I would rank as like one of my higher level skills of like just relationship skills um, mm -hmm. and doing that first. I feel like I'm more comfortable with that than like talking to them about paying me. Yeah. <laughs> like really had to get over, obviously. So I just felt like that relationship piece and like building this community where I could um, talk to parents and get to know them so that they could feel comfortable with me working with their child is way more important than trying to just like get a quick patient. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, I, or, I think you mentioned it too. Like if they say no, like, okay, why are they not in a place to like say yes? Can we like dig deeper into that why and figure it out and give them time to get to a place where they would pay? Um, and so I just feel like that relationship piece and that like using your therapeutic use of self before therapy even starts um, has always been one of my, I don't know, things I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's just, especially with, like, everything that is going on in the world all the time, you know, no matter what your beliefs are on everything, I think the one thing that a lot of us really have in common is the fact that, like, there's just a, such a higher heightened sense of stress societally. Yeah. And if you can kind of, like, help this person, you know, who really... Like they need help. They know they need help. They've, you know, have made contact with you in, in yeah. some form or fashion, but they're probably really stressed out about something. If you're able to help them kind of like slow down and figure out what the next best steps are, even if it's not working with you, you have done your therapeutic duty, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you yeah. can sleep well at night knowing that you're truly doing a service and not just billing more units, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, ethically, I don't know. <laughs> it's not just about profit. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and I think like the one thing that I wanted to uh, ask you about with that, that what you just shared, and I remember us talking about this at, at various points in time, what have you learned or like, what have you changed in the way that you talk to parents um, about like working with you, um, you know, then versus now? Um, I would say I really just give them time to talk. And I feel like once I open that window, parents usually talk a lot. They're <laughs> <laughs> seeking out um, therapy for their kid. Like there's obviously something going on. Um, and I feel like if you're going to go see like a typical OT, like they don't really have the time to like hear your 30 minute story. Um, whereas like, I want to hear that story and I want to know really what's going on. Um, so that I can help, whether that's like you said, working with me or like finding me the resources that you need. Cause without that story, I don't know really what's going on. Um, yeah. and so I just feel like letting go of the pressure of finding a client and like booking with me and just letting that take a back seat for a little bit in the beginning mm -hmm. of the conversation and just really focusing on them. Um, first and foremost, and then however the conversation may lead, um, then I can tell you what I can do for you. Yeah. Just like leave it at that. Yeah. And I, I really, I like that. And I know like you and I have talked about this too, like one of my gems, so to speak, that I really like to use, especially if I'm feeling super like antsy and anxious about talking to a potential new client, yeah. I will always find a way to work into the conversation and my own dialogue. I will say, you know, like whether we work together or not, you know, something yeah. like that, or either, either that, or even if you don't work with me, Blah, yeah. blah, 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 you know, and like using that kind that specific language, some kind of phrasing like that, it, you know, not only, I hope, takes the pressure off of the person that I'm talking to, but it also just personally, it takes so much pressure off of me to try to like make this person a patient. Mm -hmm. um, that's the like, <laughs> what I imagine the physical manifestation <laughs> of like trying to, <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, instead of like doing that, just saying something like, you know, Hey Callie, I'm really excited to talk to you about what you have going on. I hope I can help. And even if we don't end up working together, which is totally fine, you know, there's no pressure for us to work together. I'm here to help. Yeah. Like whatever I can do, I'm happy to help. And it's just like, huh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, big, big sigh of relief. Um, so like, I think, I think that's really cool, um, you know, to like, kind of like look back and reflect on and in both of our experiences. And I think that that's one of the things that I really remember about you and the past year that we've worked together is I think that you've really changed not only like your language, but also your expectations in a lot of your interactions, um, you know, which is cool. <laughs> Less stress is better. <laughs> um, no patience. And I was stressing and I was definitely, I don't know. I just have the verbiage or way, know which way to like approach these sales calls if I have one. Yeah. Um, so just taking it back and like, and I feel like how I, do it now is much more comfortable than like 
how it would previously do it. Um, cause it's much more relationship based versus salesy. Yeah. Yeah. And that is always good. Um, cause going back to the vibe check, <laughs> say it with me. We do not work with people who do not meet our vibe check. It will be a regret. Uh, but actually no, because like we talked about, uh, it's either the right thing or you learn something. So, <laughs> you know, even if it ends up not, not working out with your patients, you'll learn something and how to continue to change things for the better. Um, uh, my segue, building relationships. We build relationships with other people, but also ourselves. Kelly, how does a new entrepreneur invest their time and energy into themselves, their family, and their own self-care? <laughs> um, having good boundaries and balance with work. Um, it's always been something that I have emphasized in each job that I have. Um, not so much then being as I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just like needing to work all the time and figure out what it means to be an OT. Um, and then once I kind of got into the outpatient world and doing more private practice, like, all right, I really just, I know for my mental health and for me to be able to be present at work, I need time away and I can't take work home. Um, and so I've always really emphasized that. And now being an entrepreneur, it's a little bit more difficult going away from work when work is can be anytime, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> doing something like there's always something to do. There's always something to per not perfect, but like improve on. Um, and so I've really uh, held on to this boundary that I don't work Friday, Saturday, and sometimes not even on Sunday. Um, and I really just take the time to invest in me and making sure that I'm taken care of so that I can take care of others. Um, whether it be my family or my patients. So I feel like without that time away, um, I couldn't do this long-term. So I've really set those boundaries pretty quick. Um, and then, like I said, investing in like my health, I enjoy working out and with having a toddler at home, it was really hard to like go to a gym and like do those things. So we got a Peloton together and we both really enjoy it and use it a lot. So I feel like that was a good investment. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also just really invest in, like, I have a very big, like, creative side. And I feel like that's why I was able to, like, build a business and, like, be creative with it and, like, the ways that I run it. And um, I also feed that creative side, like, outside of work. And I feel like that's really necessary um, to just be happy and joyful and live the life that I want to live and have the flexibility to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like at some point, at some point as an entrepreneur, you're probably going to lose sight of the fact that you're doing this so that you can have the freedom of your time and like freedom of choice when it comes to what you do with your days. Um, you know, because when you, you aren't working a job and your, your business is your job, you're completely in control of everything you do every single day. Um, which sometimes can be overwhelming. Just thinking about like, okay, I'm awake at 6am. What do I do today <laughs> for my I business? Talk about that too. Like there needs to be like a boss Callie. It's like telling Callie to like, yeah. get out of bed and go to work. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then like, that just reminds me of like, I know whenever I'm feeling like really stressed, my brother will be like, well, just like stop working and like, Oh, I can't. And just like, like, tell your boss to like F off, like, just stop. <laughs> like, okay. Like I'm my boss. I can just stop. But, <laughs> um, I just like, I think that that's really cool. And like something that I've always really admired about you is, you know, well, boundaries will, I don't think ever be perfect for anybody. Like you just, you really make it a point. And I, I think that's, amazing um and one question that i have for you on that like any advice that you might give um another thing that will come up as an entrepreneur i think for a lot of people at some point or another is feeling like they have to say yes to every single opportunity that comes up so what advice do you have for somebody who feels like they're in that place and they're juggling a zillion things what advice do you have to them on how to say no <laughs> Say no kindly. Yeah. <laughs> you feel better about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would just like be completely honest. I don't feel like, at least in my experience, people are honest when they say no. It's usually followed by like a bunch of excuses or a made up story because we're too afraid to say no. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like honesty would just make you feel better and make the other person be like, I get it. Like mm -hmm. if I had plans with a friend and they're like, Allie, it's been a day. I can't forget it. You know, yeah. it's just being honest with people. I feel like first yeah. before saying anything. Yeah. Like it, I always go back to the thing too. Like whenever I feel like I, I don't want to say no, like I don't want to be yeah. mean or it's awkward. Like I can take my own advice. I should take my own advice because I <laughs> do it all the time. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. I know. And I'm just like, you know what, think, Morgan, think about how mad you get when people leave you on red and just like, don't respond, you know, or like you yeah. offer something or like, hey, Callie, when do you want to schedule your evaluation? And you just never hear from the person, you know, think about how like, annoyed you get. Um, with that. And I like, I always find myself saying like, should have just told me no, you know, and then like, this would be over because it it's closure. <laughs> um, and so like anytime that I'm feeling bad about it, like you said, I'll find a way to say like, thank you so much, but no, thank you. You know? Um, and, and then you're good to go because like you can move on, they can move on. Um, and I've also been just practicing saying no without feeling like I need to defend myself because it's totally okay to just not want to do something. So anybody out there who feels like they constantly need to provide a reason for saying no, just practice, give yourself a challenge, like seven days of like, anytime somebody asks you to do something, just say no. And like, that's it. Cause you don't know, owe anybody any. Um, yeah. Oh, this has been so enlightening. I think Kelly, we really covered a lot of different aspects of everything. We did. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i feel like i need you to like tone down the enthusiasm of that specific statement it was fun <laughs> that was crazy um but i it you know i think this is like it's a little bit of a different topic than like i've covered in in other 
interviews, you know, because like the typical like new business owner, everybody wants to know, like, how do I get more patients? How do I, you know, market myself? How, like all the things, all the hustle stuff. And at the same time, it's like, that's all well and good, but you need to think about the long term because ideally, like most of us want to do this for like a a few years, at least probably, um, you need to be able to sustain everything. Um, you know, I think like, especially too, if you want to stay small, um, you know, and maybe it's like you and, and another person, um, you have to make room for being able to like invest your time and your energy into yourself, probably number one, we probably went through these things backwards, <laughs> you know, investing in yourself first, investing in relationships second, and investing money in things that are going to save you time or provide the support you feel like you need. Um, and like, those are, those are all things that I think will lead you to the success that you really want in your yeah. business. And I feel like starting that like foundation really early helps you just like to maintain it before. Yeah. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like having the foundation of investing time and energy to yourself first mm-hmm. and always, instead of trying to, hustle your way into being successful and then all of a sudden you're burnt out and no, don't realize how to take time for yourself yeah so. yeah absolutely um so if anybody is listening to this too and you feel like you're reaching kind of a burnout point but you work for yourself um it might be a good idea to take even like a week off um don't go anywhere. The travel for some reason throws me completely off, but like take a week off and kind of figure out what you can do differently um, so that you are able to operate at a capacity that doesn't feel like firing on all cylinders constantly um, because you can only do that for so long. So, well, great. Thank you so much, Callie. Um, Is there anything else that you can think of any other sage words of wisdom that you can offer to all of our listeners here um, about just all this stuff. Any other last words or take? Um, I would just say be nice to yourself, be easy yeah. on yourself, and yeah. um, just do what makes you happy and don't worry about what makes other people happy. In the end, it's your business and your career. So if it's not making you happy, then but just investing time and energy to yourself in order for that to happen yeah that's it i don't think and i don't even know what episode number this is but in all the like dozens of episodes we've done i don't think anybody has ever said be nice to yourself <laughs> be kind that's why i'm so sure oh that's so good like that really is important <laughs> oh I, I was so hard on myself like when i was two months in i was like i don't have any patience um <laughs> What am I doing wrong? But it's just, I don't know. I have a full caseload now, more than a full caseload. It's Kelly has a wait list. (laughs) And she's hiring. Yeah. Um, so particularly, <laughs> particularly for that, but also, um, if anybody wants to kind of like check out what you're doing, where can people find you? Um, my website is confidentkidstherapy.com, and then my Instagram is at confidentkidstherapy. 
And then it's all very much the same. My email is Callie at com. Wow. Look at that pattern. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, <Brandy. great. laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your time, Callie. Um, thank you and- for having me. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that sounded more enthused. Than I know. I, I really, I did it with a smile this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh, uh, this was great. So much good advice, and um, you know, thank you everybody who was able to make it here live for this interview. Um, anybody catching on the replay, the podcast, YouTube, thank you so much for being here. Um, we believe in you. Keep being kind to yourself. Uh, take a leap of faith just do it you'll either do it or you'll learn something and they'll be fine um and like my sister always tells me too you can't spend your money when you're dead so just think about that's real smart so just um anyways so i never know how to open these i don't know how to end them but this is the end of this episode (laughs) oh i do it God. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody. That's a wrap. Um, and we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I am honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.